Welcome to the Fit for Fitness podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Davis, owner of Davis Fitness Method here in Seattle, Washington. This podcast is your resource for reliable fitness information. This information has been sourced from studies, experts, and real-world application from training with my clients and my own body. We're here to help you enhance your life by giving you practical takeaways that you can use today so that your energy, mood, and mindset begin to change right away. So let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into this episode. All right, everybody. So this is a podcast I'm actually pretty excited about. We have Rena Bartlett on. Rena has a refreshing outlook on the fitness industry, how it should be presented, and kind of what she focuses on with her clients. She's a awesome trainer, and I can't wait for you guys to hear a little bit about what she has to say. So without further ado, here's Rena. All right, so I've got Rena here with me. Rena, thank you for being on. Hi. Rena, if you could, please let the listeners know who you are and uh, what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Rena, uh, and Stephen didn't want me to say that I'm the best, but I am the best. <laughs> um, I am the owner of Uplift Fitness, which is a personal training company in uh, Seattle, and yeah, I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah, so um, I feel like the whole reason I wanted to be here is just even on the name of your company, yeah. which is that it is so uplifting. It's so uplifting. Um, I like the potato shirt, by the way. Thank you. Is that the new one? It is the new one. I like it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like a lot of gyms, um, a lot of people inside of gyms, they, um, they don't always feel welcome. Uh, people don't always feel welcome inside of gyms. You've kind of worked to um, present an alternative solution to that and welcoming people in and, um, creating an environment that is welcoming, inspiring. Like first, first of all, how, how did you, how did you get the courage to, you know, build up and do all that? And what kind of inspired you to like make that your message? Yeah. So I think one of the big things was I, when I first stopped into a gym, I walked out Mm. and it wasn't because I necessarily like didn't know what to do, but that was also a huge part of it. But I had only ever worked with dumbbells before and I walked into this gym and it was all machines and I was like, I just don't, just don't know. I saw all of the giant dudes that were doing their dude thing and just was like, this isn't for me. Right. Um, Eventually I worked up the courage a little bit more to try and go in and I ended up falling in love. And I think that so many of us, particularly as women, will just stop after that first interaction, um, which sucks, and I totally get it. But because I was able to kind of give it that second chance, I ended up finding something that ended up being one of the best parts of my life. Um, and I know I'm so cute. (laughs) So it is kind of one of my big things that I want to make everyone feel as comfortable as possible, Mm. particularly the women who have never strength trained before. Maybe they feel a little bit self-conscious about themselves or their bodies or just like not knowing what to do. And I want to make that into something where they aren't afraid to take up space and 
say like, hey, this is this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be here for and kind of go on from there. Yeah. So what are some, so first, what did it take for you to get back in to the gym? Cause you're like, I gave it a second chance. What did it take for you to do that? Yeah. Um, going during not busy hours mm. was a big thing for me. Um, and so I started going during like lunchtime ish instead of early morning or like, I mean the after. The after work crowd is the most like busy time of the gym. And so I learned to, that wasn't my time. Um, So I just kind of started going during less peak hours and then also just kind of doing a lot of work internally because it had to be something where I felt comfortable and no one else was going to be able to make me feel that way. Um, And so I just had to figure out, okay, like, do I want to do this? Yes or no. And then all right, how am I going to do it? And that was kind of going during the middle of the day for me. Right. What were some of those strategies that you used to make yourself more comfortable? And are those strategies that you use with your clients to make them feel more comfortable? So part of it was a lot of, like I mentioned, kind of a little bit of mental work and kind of thought work. Mm -hmm. Um, So my big thing is... um, Thoughts create feelings, feelings create actions, actions create results. So if my feeling was I'm uncomfortable, then I went back and like figured out, okay, what's the thought that's creating that? And it was that, you know, people were looking at me or like I didn't know what to do. And I ended up kind of working on changing that thought to, you know, everyone's looking at me to everyone's kind of doing their own thing. And once I kind of was able to take that pressure off, I was okay to try it again, like give myself an opportunity. And it's not to say that this goes quickly by any means. I'm sure that it took several weeks, maybe. I'm not 100% sure. It was many moons ago, but it really ended up just being something that I wanted and I then for did, therefore did. Um, as far as kind of like with my clients, I think that one thing that we do really well with Uplift is we make everyone feel very comfortable from the beginning. So the like questions that I ask kind of are a little bit less professional <laughs> than um, like a medical intake like one of my questions is if you were a food what kind of food would you be and it automatically just kind of like breaks down that inherent barrier to anyone that's like reaching out to something that's like "Ah, I don't really know what these people are going to be like Mm -hmm. and I mean it's my favorite question to ask people is there a common answer to that question no everyone gives me so many different things there's always a different food there's always a different food and there's never any like hesitation once I like ask them about it. Okay. And it's just the best. Did you pick a food? Oh yeah. I mean like that's how it is all created. It wasn't a potato. Oh, it is a potato. Is it really? Yeah. It's okay. definitely a potato. Right. Cause I mean, here's the thing with a potato, you can be fancy, like, like a twice baked potato. You can also be like a little bit more chill and you're like, I'm a French fry today. And like, they're just the most versatile of all foods. And that's how the potato shirt was created. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And right now it's just the potato in its raw form. Yes. It looks like it could be getting baked. 
I mean, maybe. It's just, well, not, yeah. Okay. It's just kind of like living its best life. Yeah. <laughs> it's deadlifting three plates. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Um, so yeah, so um, going back into that, so you've got you've got your intake. You're kind of like trying to help um, kind of break down barriers for people mentally when they're coming in. Um, are there other strategies that you use to help people with that, or is it is it mainly like, oh, like they they come in and we it's focused on just getting them better at moving, or are there things that you're talking to them about while they're there? Um. I think it kind of just depends on a person-to-person basis. Mm. Um, I don't have too, too many people that come in and are actively like, I don't want to be here mm. uh, out of like fear, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the people that I do have that come in that are like, yeah, I've like never really felt comfortable in the gym. I mean, I just take them around and show them where things are, what things do. And I really encourage questions. So if someone doesn't know something, I want to know, okay, why, like, what questions do you have and how can I make you feel more comfortable? But I think one of the big things is just kind of like taking away the scariness of it Mm. by just showing people, all right, this is where this is. Or like, you know, we're going to use dumbbells. Everyone knows where the dumbbells are. Okay, cool. That's going to be the space that you stay in. And just kind of, yeah, a lot of it is just a little bit of education. Right. Um, they don't need to know everything, but yeah, at least for a sure. little bit, and they're good. Right. So, um, and then I know that you like to, um, like, you have some thoughts surrounding, like, you know, dieting and, and diet culture. Do you feel like this was going to come up? Oh, I knew this was going to come. Mm-hmm. Do you have a well-prepared answer? <laughs> no. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is there is there a general approach to, like, like if, if somebody does come to you and maybe they are seeking what they feel is weight loss? Like, is there a general approach that you have with that? Are you, you're not like forcing weight loss down anyone's throat? No, I think, yeah, I have a lot of feelings on weight loss and, um, that's why you're here. Yep. That is why I'm here. (laughs) Um, so as a kind of like background, um, the, one of the reasons that I got into lifting was because I had an eating disorder and, This was during the time where the majority that we knew for, or that was at least being targeted towards women, was that you do a bunch of cardio and you do like body weight things. Um, There was a lot of Pilates on YouTube, a couple channels that we don't need to mention. Um, And they were all of those things that were just like taking advantage of what women find to be like their problem areas um like and so I got sucked into that which you do those things over and over again and you don't see results and then you're still upset at yourself and um it wasn't until I found a uh, lifting channel called fitness blender that has workout videos online that used weights that I bought my first set of weights and started doing exercises at home that were lifting related. And I was like, wow, like this is cool. And, um, I, from there learned powerlifting and blah, 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 went all in the gym. Um, and I attribute weightlifting to saving my life because it ended up being one of those things where if I wanted to get stronger, which is the entire purpose of powerlifting, I had to eat more food. 
And I really started noticing all of the things that were around me that were promoting either weight loss or fat loss or like targeted zones or whatever. And it bothered me because that was one of the reasons that I ended up having an eating disorder to begin with was because people were telling me that these places were wrong. And so my mentality and like Uplift's mentality as a whole um, began to shape and our whole thing is there are no good foods, there are no bad foods, there are simply some foods that are more nutritious than others. So when you go onto our website, there's no mention of weight loss whatsoever, um, which is rare for personal trainers, but we... It's not that we think that weight loss is wrong as a goal. If people come to us with weight loss goals, we will definitely help them, and I'll kind of get into that in a sec. Um, But I think that it has created a really great culture within Uplift where people are just really, like, okay to be whoever it is that they are. And we meet them wherever they need to be, and we don't care what they look like. And I think that that also really helps create that comfortability when they go into the gym. It's like, I don't, I don't care what you look like. You want to go pick up some weights? And they're like, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, You guys go skip over to the squat rack together. Exactly. And then we like do some dance breaks and we call it good. Um, But when we do get people who have weight loss goals and that's perfectly fine, um, I have two... Yeah, I have two separate nutrition certs, so I've done a lot of like research into that, and I've read copious amounts of things, so I am qualified to therefore like help people with it, and a lot of the times, actually, what will end up happening is we start talking about like, you know, the basics, all right, eat some more protein, eat some more veggies, drink some more water, and once they start lifting it becomes less about the weight loss and more about how much weight they get to pick up. And not to say that we don't have clients that like have continued on with their weight loss and we've had people lose, I don't know how many pounds or whatever, whatever their goal is. Um, But a lot of the time it's been really interesting because they do kind of shift into less about weight loss and more about what their bodies can do, which is for me really cool. Uh, so when anyone comes to like, comes to us for anything, we talk about nutrition and the biggest thing is, like I mentioned, like protein, water, eat some veggies. And then from there, it's like, all right, cool. What else do we need? And, but like, like I said, because we don't have weight loss on our website, we get less of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and more just people who just want to feel good in their bodies, right? which is the best. Have you ever had somebody make you feel uncomfortable in a gym or was that just something you came in with yourself? I think, I don't think that I've ever had necessarily anyone make me feel really uncomfortable in a gym. Um, mostly. Which I'm going to say is actually I, I, I find kind of shocking yeah. just because the amount of stories that I hear. Yeah. Nothing comes to mind, okay. which is 
Yeah, like feels pretty good. Yeah. Um, I also which I think you just successfully avoided by being in the gym at certain times. Yeah, exactly that, and then also like, I think that I or maybe it was a nice gym too. I mean, I first started off in like a military gym. Oh, okay. And that was an adventure, but yeah, because I was there during like lunchtime, there weren't a lot of people, and I don't know. I just also give off the air like. Don't come at me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come at me, bro. Don't come at me, bro. <laughs> and especially like as my confidence has grown, it would take a lot to make me feel uncomfortable in the gym. Right. And I would just be like, no, like we're not having this. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause like, I, I like, I, I think I posted a thing a while back and like, I got some comments from like women who were like, yeah, that's happened to me. And I was like, oh, like, sorry to hear that. Like, they're like, you wouldn't imagine how many times. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I've, um, I mean, I've even seen other guys, like, do, like do it to other guys. Like, it's normally smaller guys. Yeah. Like, and it's, like, a bigger dude. But um, me and Tris were working out at an LA Fitness, and it's, of course, some guy in a wife beater who's <laughs> hardly bench pressing anything, but, like, he sees, like, some woman doing pec flies over here, and she probably thinks she's doing just great, and he yeah. walks up, and he has his thing to say. Whatever it was, what he's showing her is not... Not ever uh, it. It's not ever it. It wasn't it, and I, I would argue that her form was probably a little better but <laughs> but um he's bigger so yeah uh he gets to say what he wants right of course yeah um <laughs> and then he, he walks back and i was like i should just go up to his bench press and be like dude like let me help you with that yeah let's that's okay <laughs> i have had a guy come up to me and try and give me bench advice before or just like oh do you need a spot and i'm like if I needed a spot, I would ask for a spot. Right. Thank you for coming and talking to me for no reason. But no, like just because I have weight on my bar does not mean that we need to have you help me because right. you're a dude. Right. Yeah, just lift it up for me if you would. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> it's good it? for the gains. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, as it, as it pertains to, um, training and like how you approach it with new clients um do they have do do clients who have not lifted before do they have some like are they a little bit leery about lifting heavier weights or um do you get a little bit of pushback when you're like i know you can do more or do they just just have the faith in you to like be like okay yeah no a questions lot of the, asked. A lot of the times it's really just faith-based. Okay. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know why, but like, I'm <laughs> really glad I that it is. It. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. And like, I mean, there are, of course, like tricks that I will do. Um, and just slide it on when they're not looking. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I'll like, I'll be carrying on a conversation. And so they yeah. see me do it. It just doesn't necessarily like register. register. You're like, or, I'm putting five pounds on. Yeah. yeah. Like it's going to be okay. And it, it always is like, I'll never give them a yeah. way that I don't think that they can do. Or like, I'll just like change out the dumbbells yeah. and just like bump us up a little bit. And they're like, oh, that's a little bit heavier. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like you got it. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I don't have a lot of pushback, which is okay. great. I think that, I mean, there have been a couple of people um, that might come from like group fitness grip backgrounds where like it's typically lighter weights and like a lot higher reps that we have like a little bit of a learning curve of getting into heavier things. But for the most part, yeah, like you just trust me and I'm not sure like what it is that I give off, but I'm here it's for it. It's got to be the food <laughs> question. I mean, it's got to be. 
And they're just like, yeah, Rena's a potato. I trust potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when has a potato ever done you wrong? It doesn't. <laughs> Fair. Not allergic to potatoes, are you? I mean. I've not heard of it. But I don't think that I've ever heard of someone. No, I have heard of someone. be told potato allergy? No, it wasn't like, it was okay. a potato allergy. But they did um, a. They choked on one? No, they did one of those DNA um, tests for nutrition. This was not something that I necessarily supported, but, you know, they did it. And it was like, yeah, like, you're not supposed to eat white foods. Just anything that's the color and, white. And I was like, so can you describe to me what, like, a white food means to you? And she's like, well, like, white bread or, like, potatoes. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> what? Also, those are two completely different things. I don't understand what it is with the color white. Also, like, that bread wasn't originally white. It was bleached white. Yeah, like, there's just a lot of things. There's a lot of things. Like, you could kind of say, like, a a potato could be, like, sometimes kind of yellow. It could be. I mean, it could be purple. If you put put butter on it, then it's extra yellow. (laughs) Exactly. It just depends on what form it's in. (laughs) We're talking french fries or? White food. Okay. Yep. Uh, Chicken breast? I... Would that be considered? I mean, is that a white food? Is it a pink food? I don't know. It depends on if it's cooked or not. Maybe she shouldn't be eating. Maybe don't eat bleached Maybe. chicken. Yeah, or like don't eat raw chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Only eat it when it's white. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So have you? Uh, that being said. Mm-hmm. You might have had some clients who um, maybe came in who didn't necessarily have a uh, weight loss goal, mm-hmm. but maybe had some thoughts surrounding foods yep. and they were like, oh, these ones aren't good ones for me to have. How do you approach that conversation? Um, as carefully as I can without coming off as an asshole. Um, and most of the time. How much is it to be an asshole? <laughs> have you seen that reel? No. Okay. <laughs> they're like, it costs zero dollars to be kind. And then also zero dollars being no, no no they're like <laughs> <laughs> they're like somebody's like it costs zero dollars to be kind and then the response is well how much is it to be an asshole <laughs> and they're like that's not the point and they're like it's free isn't it it is free i'm sure like free. i can venmo you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i mean the it's definitely happened and will happen for honestly too long i'm sure uh and it's a kind of gentle intro into like my beliefs on food and i i have no problem sharing about my eating disorder i'll tell anyone about it cuz i think that hiding it would make it more of a like have more power right um over me at least and So I talk about it and I talk about how I restricted foods and how like not necessarily with a brand new client, but like there were times where I would cry at the thought of having a hamburger, which is like the saddest thing. It is. And there was, I was in a mall one time and um, my partner at the time was like, hey, let's go to Five Guys. And I broke down in tears because I was like, I can't have that. And I talk about how you know, our beliefs, there are no good foods, there are no bad foods. Um, But also, I will also go into how studies have shown that more restrictive diets will actually create a worse body image 
for people mm-hmm. and then also have more of a tendency to have binge eating episodes where, you know, you tell yourself, oh, I can't have that. And then you can't have it. You can't have it. You can't yeah. have it. And eventually your willpower will break. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, you then you if you do everything. have it, your digestion surrounding it is poor because yeah. of the anxiety surrounding. Exactly. And then yeah. you like feel bad about yourself. And so like maybe you don't eat necessarily that again, but like you do it the same exact thing with another thing. And it's this never ending cycle. And at the end of the day, like what's the point? Because mm. is it, A, is it getting you towards your goals? Probably not because you're just unhappy all the time. And then the never-ending cycle of like super restricting and then just binge eating on the weekends is not helpful either because your calories are just all over the place. Um, Then you start to think something's wrong with you. Exactly. I can't control myself. yeah, Yeah. And if we allow for moderation in our diets and you know if you want to have a piece of cake have a piece of cake cool and then you move on from it and then you carry on and you know maybe the next maybe don't eat cake every day but like maybe you do and then you just make sure you have all of your other things as well right it's just the mindset around not like the mindset around restriction always at first seems like it's a good idea for people, but once I kind of like talk about it, then they're like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, like, they want to be told, oh, yeah, like, you can eat that and that's fine. And they're like, oh, like, you're not going to tell, yeah, like, you're not going to tell me to not what? eat that. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. If it, like, if and you want it, it almost kind of feels like, so like, um, when I, when I first, so I, I got into lifting, literally everything's magic from supplements to <laughs> foods to everything. So like I had learned in the training school that I went to like all about like calories in calories yep. out, like all the shit. I go to the LA fitness of doom to <laughs> accept my first job. And like, dude, it's, it was my work. Like the amount of stories I have from working at that, I wasn't even there that long. Yeah. I was there 11 months before. Mm-hmm. But anywho, um, the director was, like, kind of terrible. And if he ever listens to this, like, I don't really give a shit. But um, so he's kind of terrible. He's telling people, like, they can eat whatever they want as long as it's clean. And, you know, don't eat past six because your circadian rhythm and, like, all this bullshit, right? Yeah, so so we hate him. So, like, uh, there was times where I actively worked to disprove him. Yeah. Um, But I also end up kind of, like, subconsciously somehow, like, kind of, like, forgetting about everything that I knew. Yeah. So like I'm like, oh like his competitor says like calories don't matter and she'd like won some stage shows and I was like, okay, like I'm gonna eat clean as can be. Right. And so I'm eating like boiled chicken and oatmeal. Ew. That's so gross. It's disgusting. (laughs) Rena. Ew. Right. So I I essentially right, I was eating all the white foods. (laughs) You were eating all of the white foods. That was the problem. That is the exact reason why you weren't getting your results. Right. No, so I but I (laughs) Rena, I ballooned up to a weight that I've never before just to prove him wrong. (laughs) I'm nineteen years old and now I'm like way heavier than I've ever been. And I'm like kinda like, yeah, um apparently your shit doesn't work. <laughs> I got fired. So Well um tough break. That uh, was my attitude. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. But so that then led me on to like actually like 
I basically like for a period of time kind of went through what most people, most, I would say like most men going through some form of like bodybuilding or physique development go through, which is like orthorexia. Yep. And so, um, when I did, you know, end up going more of a, if it fits your macro style of dieting, um, I did it with intermittent fasting. Okay. Because that was the hot thing yep. back then. So this is probably 20. What is it? 13? 2011. Probably yeah. 2012. It something like that. There. And um, the the Hodge twins were like, mm-hmm. yo, it's, if it fits your macros, it's great. They're like, but but you have to combine it with the superpower of intermittent fasting. <laughs> oh and what the intermittent <laughs> fasting is going to do is eliminate that lower belly fat. Ah, yeah, because yeah, they've yeah. never been able to get as lean mm-hmm. unless they yeah. did IF. So I'm I'm like, now I'm like, okay, well, I have, I, at the time I really loved cornbread. So like. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? So I got, I, I went ham on my yellow foods. Yeah. And then I did nothing but like protein shakes. Okay. So I got all my calories and fat from cornbread, cornbread. and whey protein <laughs> shakes. Okay. Um, yeah. And then and then it would be like, okay, well, like now I could go to Cheesecake Factory and then protein shakes. So okay. like I'd do one meal and then like protein shakes. So my question is, could you make your cornbread out of a protein shake? <laughs> like put it in it yeah so like okay but like not like that as in like powder because i think you know like that would be gross but like let's say i mean the, the, it calls for i don't i don't let's even say remember it calls what for call- milk okay. let's say it calls for milk and I, you sub that that sounds legit with some like a protein, protein shake yeah. and it was just in it and it was just in it so, but so it's that's not the like only powder, thing i like, eat yeah, <laughs> only so, cornbread. So not only is the cornbread not as good. And it fits all of your macros. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I'll go back and try that. Um, <laughs> yes. That's what that's what went wrong. Yellow food diet. Yeah, so yeah, it basically took, like, it took a while for me to, like, get fully out of that. Like, I even, like, went and hired, like, a bodybuilding, at one, a bodybuilding coach at one point to, like, help me with my diet so that I was, like, doing some other things. And he gave me a bagel after like post-workout uh-huh. and i was like i can eat fucking bagels <laughs> i can eat bagels i can eat bagels right it was like the most <laughs> insane thing to me and like so like looking back it was like i had i had had the information in my hand and it was almost like somebody had like stolen it from me yeah but i they didn't get any value from it either it's like they just took it and fucking shoved it into the earth <laughs> they just right and so down. now i just didn't have it and then i went and i found it again yeah yeah so that was that was my my long journey. Yeah. Um, which is it's kind of a sad journey. White but. foods into yellow foods. Now you only eat red foods, and like that's impressive too. <laughs> what color are my foods? Red. Well, I have white rice. Okay, then just diet red. And I have I have uh, I have I have green broccoli. Well. <laughs> well. Yeah. You combine these all if they if you combine them all. Brown food. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, like I think. That, I mean, that time period, like, early Instagram, where, like, fitness was kind of, like, blooming, where CrossFit was coming up, Mm -hmm. and if it fits your macros was coming up, and, like, for me, that was also where, like, I saw a lot more women who were lifting, but, I mean, social media is such a... It's such a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it's polarizing. Um, because, you know, there are 
some accounts where I still follow them and I started following them when I like started Instagram in like 2012 and I still love them to this day for the stuff that they preach and they started out with like an if it fits your macros kind of a thing I did that for a while until I stopped counting things because that's just not for me anymore Mm -hmm. um but and then there are like the influencers who I wish would like stop making anything did any kind for of the, yeah <laughs> like stop stop doing anything for right. the internet um and that's you what know what they hard. you know what they might be able to do that they might actually be kind of good at learn more things no 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 no, no not just drop just drop drop fitness okay but um they'd probably be really good at teaching photoshop yeah that would like be a light good one. room filters like buy my overlay yeah like i'm here for it um i'd have really big biceps if that you photoshopped them yeah if i photoshopped them i don't know if they'd fit in, in, into a picture into a picture probably not if you made them any bigger yeah that's uh, that's true <laughs> I, know. I know but yeah i mean like social media is just such a such a time to be alive okay so i'm gonna jump back yep uh you said something you're like i used to count my macros yeah and now you do more would you call it intuitive style eating or do you just like not count um i mean i think that i guess we could call it intuitive style but also like i don't put that label on it whatsoever um i mean so if it fits your macros and counting actually really helped me come out of my eating disorder right um which was great uh but i also tracked for probably like close to six possibly seven years um so i know the majority of macronutrient information of a lot of food accidentally still be like oh this has probably 20 grams of protein yeah okay. like i can guesstimate how much things have based on a look and yeah. so it's like it's something that doesn't necessarily get turned off in my brain mm-hmm. but i just like it doesn't matter as much. Yeah, There's I just not like as much don't power care. To it. Like, yeah, you you know, but yeah, the only things that it's I like, c- you can feel the cars going twenty <laughs> or sixty, and you're like, no, officer. Yeah, no, like it's it was totally fine. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, like the only things that I focus on on a day to day is just like, for me now, it's am I eating enough food? Um, since I do have such an active life. And it's, am I eating protein throughout my day? And am I eating vegetables? Which I'm like really trying to be better at. And we've been crushing it at home. But, um. Do you have go-tos right now? Or are you just cycling some different ones? No, I mean like we go through like asparagus a lot. Okay. Deep in my Brussels sprout phase. Oh yeah. I mean like it all depends on how you cook them. It all depends on how you cook them. It's not that they're bad. No, it's because that's because they're good. I'm (laughs) I'm saying it's not, it's not that they are bad. But if I eat them, yeah. something bad happens. Oh, we'll stop break. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks for you. Sucks for you. Well, I love them. Um, we'll do broccoli. We love mushrooms, onions. We're getting into like a green pepper phase. Okay. Um, I hate with everything that I am raw spinach. The teeth feeling is so like, ewy. Like kind of like that. The outer skin ish. Yeah, and it like I could see that. Like, and it just like gets. It feels like it's automatically gonna get stuck. And like, 
on it like is on the surface and it's like ewy. But if you cook it. Yeah, then it's fine. Okay. We just like, you know, that goes in like omelets and stuff. So Yeah, that's what I do every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's my one. That's my vegetable thing. Anyways, yeah, uh so now I think one of my clients the other day was like Wait, well, is a potato a vegetable? A potato is <laughs> life. It's a tuber. Um, it's a, it is it's a tuber. I count it as a vegetable. It has vitamins and minerals. Okay. Why not? Um, yeah, one of my clients the other day was like, oh, so like, you know, how many calories do you eat a day? And I was oh. like, I, I don't know. I was you like, didn't spitball the little number that you think? If I had to guesstimate, uh-huh. my goal is probably around 24 to 2600, um, to just like maintain my weight. Right. But it's, I don't know. The, the only you probably also don't weigh yourself that like, no yeah I weigh myself like maybe once a blue moon just because yeah. you're curious or just because I'm curious and just to kind of like or you have like a powerlifting competition or something oh no that's like <sighs> I'm way past my prime for that <laughs> um no it's like if I feel like I haven't been eating a lot lately mm. um which can happen right. particularly if it's hot that I eat less mm. um. Then I'll just kind of like double check, see where I'm at. And if I'm like neutral, I'm like, okay, cool. And if I've like dropped some weight, then I like will track for like one or two days just to kind of like get myself back up there and then go from there. Um, Yeah. One of, now that we're on calories, one of the hardest things I think is um, teaching people that it's okay to eat. Like um, more more than they're eating. More than they're eating. And that is the one thing that I will get the biggest pushback on, uh, particularly with women. Like when? If I tell them to eat more than 2,000 calories. Or if they are like, oh, I eat like 1,500 calories. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not enough food for you. And they're like, but like my fitness pal tells me that it's enough food. And I'm like, okay, well. I hate my fitness my pal. My fitness pal can, um, you know, go and suck it. But, <laughs> you know, what do I know? Um, and, again, it just comes down to that education. Yeah. And just, like, once they start eating a little bit more, then they feel better. And then maybe they lose weight. Well, my um, fitness pal doesn't lift fucking weights. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> my fitness pal. <laughs> you were such a time in my life. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... It's hard when so many things will tell you that you need to eat so much less mm. than normal. And like like when I tell people, yeah, if I approximately knew what I was eating, it's probably around 24 to 2,600 calories. They're like, what? How? How? What do you eat? And I'm like. Show me your food. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> Where's the receipts? I eat the same thing every day. So I guess if you want me to tell you. <laughs> you should just have it. You should just have a picture. Of each thing already? Yeah. So you're this ready? I'm like, well, here's my bowl of cereal in the morning, and then here's second breakfast, and here's second lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what uh, what cereal are we doing in the morning? Does it change? Um, No, it's pretty steady, okay. Um, and it's Frosted Mini Wheats. Okay. Because it keeps me the, like, fullest for the longest. Mm. Um, I used to be, and I would still consider myself, a big cereal connoisseur. Okay. Um, and I would mix different cereals based on their textures. Together. Yes. In the same bowl. Yes. So, for example, 
Um, like Kashi has this mm-hmm. has speaking my language. Yeah, Kashi <laughs> has this protein cereal or whatever protein and fiber twig. Let's call it okay. That's and like the original. Yeah, the original. Okay, all about the original. And I would a that thing has so much fiber. Anywho, yeah, it, it definitely does. Um, in case you didn't know, you can buy a one pound bag of dehydrated marshmallows like in lucky charms on okay. amazon for like 10 bucks okay. and um i would sprinkle those in there okay uh because it's delicious and then i would always have like a secondary cereal so like things that would complement that kashi cereal which would be like frosted mini wheat not frosted mini wits i lied um would be like cinnamon toast crunch because okay. like same like taste ish crunchy ish yes and like not same break point Yes, exactly. Okay. And it can't be something that will get too soggy too quickly. Fair. Um, and like fruity pebbles are out. I would never, I never do fruity pebbles. Like I'm not a, not a, I'm not that bitch. Um, but I mean, I would try a lot of different combinations. I've learned that cocoa puffs don't go with anything (laughs) and they just need to be by themselves. Okay. (laughs) But I mean, like maybe if you did like a Reese's puff, but I'm not really like a super sweet cereal kind of a girl but yeah frost mini wait somewhere good too okay would recommend but you're not still rotating through. no okay but i do sometimes have a secondary cereal so that i can have it like before bedtime and then so my s- secondary cereal will so be you like do two bowls of cereal yeah sometimes i also do two bowls of cereal yeah i mean like it just depends on like what if i just like need a little nightcap i'm i'm like i like peanut butter a lot okay so right now i do the peanut butter kashi it's okay. like post-workout. Yep. I do that in Greek yogurt and a protein shake. All together? Oh, yeah, just in one. No, in <laughs> one. Just shake it up. <laughs> no. Uh, t- ew. <laughs> um, first of all, the Greek yogurt's pineapple. Gross. <laughs> Wait, so you eat, you eat Greek? Pineapple chobani. Pine- yes. Boom. Itself. Oh, okay. So Pro- not we're not putting the peanut butter into nope. the pineapple. Okay, nope. that's what I really thought you <laughs> nope. were doing, and that's gross. <laughs> no. No. It's like Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. Like, you got to <laughs> keep it by itself. Yeah. Like, if anything, I would probably, like, do a granola or something in it, but... Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. So, do you have the same cereal each time? Yeah. Okay. And in the evening, before I go to bed, I have, like, a spoon of peanut butter. Perfect. Love it. And a casing shake. Okay. For the bros. Yeah, I got to do it for the bros. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay. Yeah, support that. I'm a big uh, Cinnamon Life fan. Okay. It's like the most underrated cereal possibly of all time. I don't even think I've heard of it, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go to the store immediately and buy some cinnamon light. Okay. Right. Like from a texture wait, what, standpoint. Wait, hold on. Okay. What shape is it? What do I? What am what I even sh- looking what for? What shape here? is it? What am I even looking for well, here? Do you, have you never heard of life cereal? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's. Just I a mean, cinnamon one. Yeah. It's specifically cinnamon life. <laughs> but you life. said cinnamon life. So I wasn't like, oh. Yeah, the square. Cinnamon flavored life cereal. <laughs> no. That's not where my head went. No, you were just I like, thought it yeah, was like some like little, like, I don't know, little character on the box. Cinnamon life. It's like, Ew. got like a magical wand a or something. A magical wand of <laughs> stick of cinnamon? Dude, you've have you seen these characters on these boxes? No. <laughs> I only go for my frosted mini wheat. That has a character. Yeah. And it's a it's frosted mini wheat. It's just a frosted mini wheat though. Yeah. So. It's probably like sitting in a bowl of milk just... Probably. Like it's a jacuzzi. He's just like chilling. 
Yeah. Sure, let's not. Have you had anybody have their favorite food be cereal? Cereal. No. Or that—that's how they describe themselves. No, unfortunately. No, no cereals yet. Which I think is. I think I need to fill out an intake or something. What? What? Okay, so if you were a food, what would you be? Oh God. Like. Like, What do you identify with? (laughs) (laughs) I identify with a potato. You identify with. A lot of the times, people will like automatically go with what their favorite food is, which I feel like isn't necessarily the way to go. Like, it might be the thing you are least like. The thing that you... The thing you like the most could be the thing you're least like. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't pick a potato. That's because that's mine. (laughs) You must not be as versatile as I am. (laughs) See, I didn't think of the potato the same way. Yeah. I wasn't like, ah, potato, versatility. What, you think lazy? Rude? Okay. (laughs) Also not wrong, but like... (laughs) That's that's due to its versatility. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I can be a lot of things. Hyperproductive potato. Yeah. But you could do that too. I'm never that person though. So <laughs> Yeah. Um get back to me. Okay. Yeah. We will come back to it. Yeah. Put a pin in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Going back. So um when you do you have clients that have like most common goals? Are are you encouraging people to mainly drive towards strengths because of your previous powerlifting pursuits mm-hmm. um wh- what what is your general po- approach to movement like if somebody doesn't come in and they don't really have expectations they just want to start doing some stuff i love those people okay like i love a good goal i love being able to work towards something i also love the people that are just like i want to learn how to move my body because that's like fun for okay. me and like getting them to enjoy exercise is really cool um like one of my guys he we've been training together for gosh like three years now uh just once a week and he works out twice on his own um with a program that I've written and he's now to the point where he's told me like yeah I don't know what else I would do with my mornings at 7 a.m now and like I think that that's really cool um but as far as like what their goals are whatever they want it to be I don't necessarily drive them towards something Mm -hmm. um if they want to get stronger I'm like obviously let's get stronger uh but I'm never trying to like push it in a particular way Mm -hmm. uh and I think that if anything powerlifting has taught me to do more like general readiness Mm -hmm. than not um because I think that with powerlifting people think, oh, this is really cool. And then they hop into it and like strict powerlifting programs are awful. Yeah, It is a squat bench and deadlift. You get like maybe one pulling exercise and that's it. And it's boring. It's repetitive. And the injury rate is astronomical uh, because there's no preparedness. There's no single leg things. There's no, like, pulling things. Yeah, it's um, all focused on muscle action, not exactly. muscle function. Which yeah. is perfectly, like, you want to do powerlifting? I love it. Okay, yeah. awesome. But, like, the things that will build that the most are the things that, like, most of them aren't doing. Yeah. Um, And they're the accessory work that they don't think is the most important. Yeah. Um, Tends to be, like, the 
canary down the coal mine, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so for me, like if someone's like, I want to learn how to squat bench and deadlift, I'm like, okay, cool. We figure out what does that even mean for them? And most of the time they don't need to, uh, bench with a barbell. They don't need to squat with a straight bar and they don't need to deadlift with a straight bar. Uh, I would say probably about like 80, 85% of my people use a trap bar or a safety bar or some of them don't even bench. We just do dumbbell bench. Um, it just depends on a person to person basis and they just kind of are like, Oh yeah, like this is still cool. Do you have, um, do you have like clients on their way to like growing stronger and stuff like that? They maybe encounter other people that ask them about their workouts or Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, do you have anybody that, that come back and they're like, I don't know, not necessarily discouraged, but they're like, Oh, like somebody was asking me about this and like, like made it seem like what I'm doing isn't good. Like, not really. Yeah. Like, um, I had a client and he's not doing a lot of bench press, but he didn't like his goal is to like grow a bigger chest. Yeah. And like, which is why he's not bending. Right. He's doing more (laughs) dumbbell bench press and, um, and stuff like that. So like, he's like, you know, you know, do you ever get that? And I was like, well, like I couldn't tell you the last time somebody asked me if I bench or like how much (laughs) I bench. It's been a long, long time, but, um, how much you bench? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know right now. Um, but right. Uh, so he, he was like, not necessarily discouraged, but he's like, like, didn't really know what to say to them. Cause yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm like, like dumbbell benching right now. And like, he has his goals. He's like, I just, I, I work with younger guys and like, they're, that's what they like care about. And I was like, dude, like if that's not your goal, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too worried about it. Um, like if your goal isn't a bigger bench press right now, yeah. like your goal is focused on growth. Like just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I've had a couple of people be like, you know, why aren't we benching? And I give them that, you know, same thing is like, honestly, benching isn't necessarily the best thing that's going to build your muscles. Like it is going, it can be helpful, but like a dumbbell bench is going to be more beneficial for you than a like, you know, bench press. Right. And I always am like, if you want to learn how to bench because you just want to learn, yeah, let's do it. Right. Let's go ahead. Um, and you know, sometimes they'll take me up on it and other times they're like, oh yeah, like that makes so much sense. Uh, it just, yeah, it depends on what they're trying to do. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't think that they have a lot of people that like question them like that, or at least they just yeah. don't tell me about it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had clients that are like dead set on deadlifting from the floor? Like <laughs> maybe you weren't ready to have them deadlift off the floor. Yeah. That one sucks. Yeah. Um, and. How do you explain that to them? I just kind of hope for the best. I mean. Do you do it? Do you, do you lift off the floor? <laughs> we'll lift off the floor. Um, okay. And I'll kind of like. You just keep loads give it, lighter. Yeah. I mean, keep loads a little bit lighter. And if they're like, yeah, like it just doesn't feel right. I'm like, okay, well, that's because I don't necessarily think this is going to be the best position for you. Mm-hmm. Um. And I actually was talking with a guy today in the gym who's, I don't know, like six, three, six, four, mm-hmm. tall guy. And 
he it's like, a long way down buddy. it's a long <laughs> ways down and he was like hey rena like i have a question is it normal that like he's like is it supposed to happen that like your low back hurts every time you deadlift and i was like hurts no will it be working yes that is something that happens um but if this is hurting you then there's a reason why um and I like you know we talked a little bit more and he was deadlifting conventional off the ground and I just kind of like looked at him I was like you know like you don't have to be it's probably a lot of back doing that. Oh yeah. I mean like it's a the lot boy of was back and leg for the boy was already yelling this. Like yeah. just all it was yeah. it was a time. Um and I talked about it just a little bit and I was like, you know, like you don't have to be doing that if you're not competing in powerlifting. Like you can pull from a trap bar which is going to be set up higher for you and it's going to be a little bit better of a position for you because you are so tall. Right. Um and then he was like, ah, I don't really know. Like, I've only ever done straight bar. And I'm like, that's totally fine. Like, this is just my opinion. Yeah. And then I looked at him deadlift the next time, saw that he was straight leg deadlifting. And I was like, okay, like, well, this is why this is happening. Just, right. like, move your knees more forward, your hips down a little bit more. And, I mean, he could do it. Right. Was it necessarily, would I say that that's the best way for him to deadlift? No. Um, but, you know. Every person has their thing, yeah. and I'm not about to fight it. Right, and I, and each position requires a certain amount of strength in that position. Yeah. Like, a lot of people I don't think recognize, like, in a conventional deadlift, just how much lats are involved. Yeah. And, like, I, I even watch people who think they're, like, squeezing their lats, and they're just retracting their rhomboids. And I'm like, okay, that's not your lats. Yeah. I um, mean, but, yes. like, this is me more visiting other gyms mm-hmm. than in, like, which is kind of an interesting spot to be in because I'm like, okay, I know I could help somebody, and I'm like, but like nobody wants me to help them. Yeah. So I'm not going to. Yeah. My whole thing with like helping people is, are they going to hurt themselves? Mm-hmm. And like mostly in the way, like the number one thing that I will go and offer advice for is if someone is walking out of the squat rack like facing away from it Mm. and then walking backwards into it. And that's the number one thing that I will actually like go up to someone. Hey, I'm Rena. I work here. Right. Um, Do you mind if I give you a safety tip? I mean, that also makes sense because you like work there. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I used to like, I used to do some stuff similar. Like I'd be sitting around for long enough between sessions where I'm like helping out some of the guys there. Yeah. Um, Versus like, you know, if I go visit somewhere, it's like nobody knows me. Oh nobody no, knows I would me. definitely not yeah. if I ever visited anywhere. I'd be like, that sucks. But I'm kind of like, do you, have you watched Rocky? Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of like Drago. <laughs> like if he dies, he dies. Yeah. That's. I mean, like, you know, it's not on you. I think that some people would be like, there's not enough. There's not enough. Like if if we were to do a poll, like if we both did a poll after this on our okay on our Instagram, and we're like, hey. Would you like to be helped in the gym if you're doing something unsafely? Most people would probably say yes. But I'd say then follow-up poll. How many of you feel like you're doing something unsafely? Yeah. And, like, most of them would probably say no. Yeah. Like, they're they're doing it just fine. And so then, then it's like this 
kind of paradox where it's like, yeah, I'd like to be helped, but I don't ever think I'm doing anything wrong. Yeah. And also like with that is like. And I also like making somebody uncomfortable. Exactly. Right. And that whole thing of like, you know, people are watching me when like reality is like no one's watching you. Right. But like, I mean, sometimes if, if you're going to hurt yourself, I'm definitely watching you um, so that I can be there just in case. But. Yeah, it's it, it's a very like gray area, gray mm-hmm. zone. Yeah. yeah. I like I think um so like there's there's um when I used to when I used to be in the gym, I didn't I don't think I ever started with like the oh people are looking at me. Like I literally went like when I started working out, I did LO Cool J's Platinum workouts. It's <laughs> my first thing. My mom had bought it kind of as a joke to my dad, like, here, like, start doing this workout. You'll look like LL because that was, like, her old man crush. Yeah. And so I was like, Dad, you're not using it. Like, can I, like, can I check this thing out? It's pretty, looks pretty sick. Um, and so that was my first program. I'd go in the middle of the day. Yeah. Because um, I just graduated high school. I'm like, I'm going to get jacked. 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 You're, like, um, 140 pounds. <laughs> like, I literally weighed – I don't, you know what? I don't think I ever weighed myself like no clothes, boxers, or something like that. Like, I, every time I weighed myself, I probably had shoes on. <laughs> and so, the way, the, so when I tell people my start weight, yeah. Like, you, yeah, if I, I tell you, I'm like, oh, at the time I was like six foot, 155 pounds. Yeah. With my clothes on. Yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I, I probably weighed probably around 145 or something like that. And so year after year when I'm, like, comparing the weight, mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, I weigh more than that number. But, like, that <laughs> number was a fake number. Yeah, it was never real. <laughs> yeah, it was soaking wet. <laughs> um, so, like, I had, like, I think before I started personal training uh, uh, school, I had gone, I got up to, like, 175. And I was like, I put on 20 pounds. Jacked. Getting jacked. Mm-hmm. I literally created Instagram. So here's why. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is how big a tool I was. Thanks to LL Cool J. Yes. I um, started my mirror selfie game. So mm-hmm. I had one of those. Mm-hmm. It was like a Samsung. Yeah. The screen was like two inches yep. big. Camera, sick. Boom. Photo, mirror photo. Yeah. Abs. <laughs> <laughs> and literally my whole contact list, photo. <laughs> Cousins, everyone. Photo. Look at how cool I am. <laughs> Look how, how cool jacked I am. Taught me how to be jacked. <laughs> dude, you were the biggest douche. <laughs> dude, okay. <laughs> oh my golly. So, um, yeah, uh, Rain City Fit changed my life. No, um, so <laughs> I don't, I definitely wouldn't have made it there had I not <laughs> yeah, had, had some self discovery before. You had that. to walk before you could run. Right, yeah. But yeah, no, it, um, that was, that was, that was a time. That was a hard time in your life. It, I mean, it really was. So <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine remembers me. Jasmine remembers a post I put on my Instagram. It's me with my Tupperware <laughs> outside of McDonald's. Oh. I was like, my fast food's faster. This is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so this was during this your is, white face, this was, your yeah, white food yeah, face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, Sad man. Times. Yeah. You know, glad I made it out. I mean, you had to. We all we all made we all had to I mean, go through I these mean, journeys. The, the option probably wasn't death, but um I don't think it was certain death. Yeah. Just like probable. It'd be death to be around. 
Yeah. <laughs> you just like, we're like, no. Like, that guy's terrible. That guy's the worst. <laughs> You're that guy in the gym that everyone's like, God, he sucks. Right. <laughs> Heating up the tilapia in the break room. Ew. Stop. <laughs> Stop. You didn't have that face. Oh, God, no. I actually, because I'm not really like a big fish eating person. Okay. And then like... Yeah, tilapia. But like, tilapia I was just thins like, the skin, bro. I was like, no. Which stop. I think it's so like, which is actually why I find like the videos trolling bros so funny, <laughs> because I used to be that guy, and yeah. like I'm like I could totally make that video. Yeah, you could be him. Yeah, I just. Yeah, thankfully I I missed out on that. I think I tried I tried it once to be a bro. To, mm, I was never a bro. I think I was very. I mean, like, you train arms enough. I mean. It's all arms all day. <laughs> if we look jacked, then I feel jacked. Um, no. But, yeah, I didn't really, like, go through a bro phase because mm-hmm. I've always, I don't know, I think part of it is also, like, I've always lifted alone. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I didn't, like, I will get a little broy if, like, there's someone there that's, like, trying to, like, egg me on. But even, like, then Definitely. is not, <laughs> is not a bro. <laughs> Like, it's just like, all right, cool. Like, what? push harder, push harder, push harder instead of like, yeah, man, let's get it. Let's fucking lift those weights. Have you Lightweight. Been, have you been in a gym like that? Have I been in a gym like that? I've seen it happen. Okay, you've seen it happen yeah, in a gym. I've definitely seen it happen in a gym. And then I'm always like, God, you're such a douche. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's not that's not for me. Um, good for them. I'm all here for motivation. Right. Um, sometimes, but sometimes it's what it, what it takes. Yeah, to get that, gotta get that weight up while someone else is um benching it for you. So, yeah. In regards to, you know, you didn't really have that like look, like feeling like people were looking at you in the gym. Yeah, I think it's a really huge like thing with women. Yeah. Um, because we just have so much more that we have to like. I mean, like be aware of. In general. In general. And so, like, we're all, like, we're all inherently, like, like... Like, even on the street. Yeah. Right. Like, we're all inherently a little bit, like, more cautious when it yeah. comes to that. And so, like, it... We've all kind of been taught to, like, make ourselves as, like, small as possible. Take up the least amount of space. And, like, yeah. you don't really, like, want to gather a lot of did attention. Did you feel... Did you feel that before you even walked into the gym? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I... You mean, just felt like that's what the gym was going to be like? Or you just felt like that's generally how you should... I think that was, like, also just generally how I, like, existed as a being then. Okay. Um, I, I was always, like, a really shy kid, and so, like, I just never wanted really a lot of attention. Mm. And so I was just already, like, nervous going into it, and then I, I was, like... It was, oh, like, what? an insecurity? Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, my I, I think my, insinc- my insecurity is what fueled the bro mentality, so it's, like, <laughs> I, like, f- fucking peacock yeah. into, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like it was out of insecurity and so like I li- like I, I I worked at a 24-hour fitness directly after I got fired from that yeah. LA fitness. Actually in between like I worked Macy's for 3 months. I sold the shit out of Frangos. Oh, okay, good. Dude. Out of I, dude, you hand out samples, <laughs> people want to buy those things. Yeah. Have you had a Frango? No. Okay. Don't walk Is by. Is it a hot dog? No, no, no. Frangos are like a cho- it's North uh, uh, Macy's has like these seasonal chocolates mm-hmm. that come in like an octagon-shaped box. Okay. You go up, they got samples. I was never rich enough for Macy's, so that's probably it. I mean, Macy's is, yeah. It's fancy. It, I mean, I guess. I mean, it was it was way fancier than I ever was. You just go on those Bon Marche days or whatever. I don't know, maybe. 
Yeah. No, I haven't had one of those. I there's red sales stickers on everything. Sale, 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 sale. Right. That's that's how I like to shop. So right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Mine was the opposite, where it was like I'm I'm hiding my insecurity versus yeah. like trying to like embody it. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I think that it just it's something that we a lot of us just have inherently. Like, I mean, we all have insecurities. Right. Um, like I was saying, like my, at, at 24 hour fitness, my, uh, club manager was like, yeah, like, you know, some, you know, some people who like, you know, they recently signed up for like the intro pack yeah. or whatever. And then they didn't flip to convert because I didn't like really press the sale. Yeah. And I felt that I was just like not doing pushy sales. Cause like literally at LA fitness, I, the personal training director mm-hmm. that I had told me to tell the person that's sitting in front of me, who's at the gym working out already. Yep. That if he doesn't buy training, he might not see the end of his kitchen renovation. Oh, my God. Like, you're so fat, you're going to die. Oh, my God. No. Like, like, liter- like, like literally, like, so, like, I had started, I was working training. I think he always wanted me to work sales. So, I started training. I wasn't getting that many clients. And um, because, like, their sales staff was responsible for giving me clients. Yeah. So, I wasn't getting a ton, but I had some. And then I was like, dude, I need to make some more money. He's like, come over to sales. I was like, I can help you out for a little bit, but then I want to go back. Mm-hmm. He had no intention of having me go <laughs> back. It's if I don't sell the shit out of this training, I'm getting kicked to another club. Yeah. He also didn't tell me that, but I knew the assistant manager and he told me that. So, <laughs> cool. so then uh, fast forward, I'm doing sales. I have to tell this guy that. And like, I literally remember my mom dropping me off for my, uh, to that job. And, like, I cried in the car because I was, like, I don't want to go in there. Like, I hate this job. And then, like, still somehow I was, like, I still want to be a trainer because I still want to, like, help. But, like, I'm, like, right now I'm very, very, very lost. (laughs) I'm probably the lost I've ever been. And this is, like, right coming out. Like, I'm fresh. I'm, like, I'm happy to, like, be getting offered jobs as a trainer. And then I moved to that 24-hour fitness. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, yeah, like, you don't have, like, the confidence to like sell yeah and i'm like literally because i'm trying to do like this anti-push yep. sales thing so i went so far the opposite way mm-hmm. so i learned by like failing <laughs> failing 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 Just all of the above right yeah i think like i i am terrible at selling things like absolutely awful and my whole thing now is like you know if you come to me and you like me and like I'm for you, awesome. Like we're most likely going to get along, but I'm not for everyone and that's perfectly fine. And there will always be more clients. And so I do my best to like, I'm not here to push it on you. I don't care. Um, I think that I, I mean, one of the reasons why I never ended up working at a big box gym was because I was like not built for sales. And also because I just inherently hate them and um, they don't allow you to do any of the movements that I was like, really like into doing um so yeah it it's laughable how bad I am at sales because like I just like don't want you to like I don't want you to feel pressured I don't want to pressure anyone yeah like if you want to do it cool if not like that's all right too somehow it's worked like somehow we've made it I I mean honestly I think that's like that's what a lot of sales is trying to teach now is like basically identify like is this person going to benefit from training with you? Yeah. If you can feed, if you can fit the need and like they want to do it, 
then great. And if if not, like you're like, well, there's you know maybe you might do better with this person that I know. Yeah. And they sound like they might line up a little bit more with what you're trying to do. Yeah. And that's, I think that what's nice about kind of where we're at with Uplift now is like we have the opportunity, like if someone comes to me and they're like, I have a very strict goal of like, I want to lose X amount and um, like do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, you know, that's not really in my like wheelhouse. I can refer out to someone. Um, or like if someone's like, I want to do a bodybuilding competition. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know anything about that. That's not for me. I ha- we had one person reach out one time and they're like, yeah, so can you teach me how to, uh, throw the javelin? Mm. I was like, I don't know why dude, you would ever one, think that would be something that I know how to do. Didn't that one dude, he meddled in the Olympics. He learned on YouTube. Really? I don't even think I knew that. I think that. he's from India <laughs> for the javelin. Good for him. That's it, insane. Yeah. Someone thought that I could teach them. I was like, that's not. You could be. I could throw a foam roller across the gym. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so it starts. Like, what if that was the training? Just throwing foam rollers? <laughs> just hit members. Safety first. Right. It's fine. Awesome. Well, thank you, Rena, so much for being on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks is for that, having is me. Is that how you want to close? Yeah, I mean, I think that's great. Just like throwing a foam roller. <laughs> it could be I throw that's a javelin in the, in the gym. That would be... You're probably more likely to throw a potato. That would hurt. I mean, like... What, depending on how it's cooked? No, I think a potato, <laughs> any way that it's cooked, potato. would hurt. French fry? Maybe, like, a single French fry wouldn't, but, like... I'm if, a, if you threw a box of French fries? Yeah. Like, that's that's not going to feel good. Especially, like, we went to McDonald's on our last road trip, and we got some the French sharp fries. sharp ones? Those really extra crunchy ones. I hate the extra crunchy ones. <laughs> but no, the the box Just was so hot. You. The box was so hot. And I like I reached my hand in the bag and then I was like, ow, it's burning me. Um Yeah. I feel like that's a that's where I'd like to end. Okay. <laughs> burning hands from French fries. <laughs> I like it. All right, guys. Uh Rena, if people want to learn more about you, where is the best place for people to learn more? I mean, everyone wants to learn more, but if you know, if you really do, um, my Instagram is at r period b a r t l e t t two three eight, and my business account is Uplift Fitness W A. Um, really, sometimes have fitness content. Upliftfitness.com or something. Yeah, upliftfitnesswa.com. Um. Yeah. No tweeter. <laughs> no God, no. You're not a tweeter. I'm not a tweeter, okay. and I'm not a TikToker, and I really just like. Whoa. I also am vehemently against. You're Facebook. not on TikTok. No, I don't believe in TikTok. <laughs> believe, like it exists, or like. <laughs> oh, I mean, like it exists. It's just not. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> it's not something that's for me. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. Bye.